Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 16, Bananas and Custard. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Episode 16. Um, What what have you done? Well, this week, Rosie, thank you for asking. You're very welcome. I went to see the costumes exhibition at the V&A. They're very nice. I've seen the posters. That's nearly the same thing. Uh, it's not. Because they're photos. No, it's not. They're reprints. It's not the same. Was it everything? Everything I wanted and more. Yeah. Good. Oh, moving on. Um, no, it was good fun. But uh, my tip to anyone who wants to go would be book your ticket in advance and go early. Yeah. Because he was explaining about the bottleneck next to it Marilyn and fills Dorothy. Up. Also, yeah, it's it's very busy. And um, I went with our mum, and she is a, f- a member of the VNA, so we just walked straight in. But there were people queuing up to buy their tickets, presumably not for that day. I think you had to go in buy your ticket for another day because it was that busy. Oh and it went all the way around the desk in the entrance hall of the VNA, across the lobby court, whatever it's called, uh, and started to go down the corridor. For anyone who's ever been to the will appreciate this. No one who hasn't. Uh, it's quite large. Yeah. It's not like a little sort of reception area. That's quite a big queue. Yeah. Um, what was your favourite costume that you saw? Um... Oh, Judy Garland in Wizard of Oz. Thanks very much. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm trying to remember. Did they have her real shoes? Yes, they did have her real shoes. It was, uh, I believe, although I didn't actually glean this from the exhibition from talking to a colleague who'd read about it online. They had borrowed these shoes, and they're only here for a few weeks, which I think is so it's really busy at the moment. They're not there for the entire oh, thing. Oh, that's why I to go now. I think so, yeah. I mean, I have seen... But you have seen... That's been and I think they might... If they're, if they're not from a private collector, I think they might be the ones from the Smithsonian. But I think they're there until the end of November, because they have to be back in the US in time for... The inauguration. Thank, in time for Thanksgiving, okay. because they always show um, The Wizard of Oz on Thanksgiving. So then they have a little thing at Thanksgiving involving the shoes so they have to be back by then. You know how The Wizard of Oz gained a lot of popularity because it was broadcast on television Yeah, it wasn't as big a success previously. I do. And It's a Wonderful Life was also, also this. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's because somebody forgot to refile for copyright for It's a Wonderful Life so Genius. it lapsed so they could just it was because networks were cheap that's why they put It's a Wonderful Life in. That's our tip to you if you want your film to take off don't bother to copyright it. So you won't get any money back for you it. You'll get any money but you'll have the glory. The cultural... I can't really think of what costume was my favourite, to be brutally honest. They had lots of things. You'd hope. They had um, the entire Adams family. Like, stuffed? Yes. It was their last wish. It probably would be. It was the Adams family. Um, they from, had, from... Both, actually. They had... Um, not from... It's from the... Well, it's from Hollywood, so it's the films. Um, so Adams family and Adams family values. Yes. Lovely. From, they had two Morticia outfits. They had... If I'm remembering correctly, they had one from each film. Okay. And they also had Pubert, the, the baby. Not again, just its outfit. <laughs> not the baby itself. <laughs> not the actual baby. But it's quite funny because it had a, a cardigan that had uh, Spider-Web on it. Oh, lovely. I thought, I'd wear that. Yes, you would. I mean, on a costume-related topic, it was Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Oh, but they had lots from, like, sort of the Versailles sort of era, so they had... Oh, right, they just had a historical costume bit. Yeah, and then they had ones from... The film of, Marie Antoinette. They had Marie Antoinette and Dangerous Liaisons and that sort of sat back. Les Liaisons sideways to get through the door sort of situation. Yeah, classic. They were very good and they were very well made. You could get right up close. 
was something we weren't allowed to get close because you said they were stapled together. No, that was a separate exhibition that we'll go on to at another, another time for another podcast for another day. Kylie. Anyway. Um, so it was Halloween. Yeah, basically. And I went to a Halloween party. That's what I did. Did you sing This Is Halloween? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't watch anything. I, I might watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas this week. Good fun. Good maybe chance. I will, maybe I won't. I probably won't. Um, I like Hocus Pocus. We watched that last oh, year. Oh, I did watch that. And then I had to go to Pig and, and we Work. Ate far too many sweets. And my face felt strange. Did we? Yes. Was we... it when I got in from work? No, we sort of started beforehand, ran out of time, then you went to work, then came back, and then we had trick or treaters. Yes, and I wasn't allowed to answer the door to them just as Lindsay Lohan. Yes. This year, uh, Lana Del Rey, different wig, could have worn uh, it as early era Lohan. You could have. Um, but I think it made an appearance last year as Amy Pond. Yes, and it made an appearance at a Panto Society Social as Amy Pond. My friend Tom in a fez and his tweed jacket and a bow tie. Good work. Yeah, it was a good time. Speaking of Dr. Two costumes, my friend Orange. Lana was uh, an, an oud. Yes, and it was, was amazing. Quite funny. I saw so she had she had a big grey, like a really good grey shirt on, and then she'd made out of a sort of flesh tony scarf thing, um, the the tentacle face thing, and it was she'd she'd cut it so that the top of it was a strip with holes she could hook over her ears, and then she made the light that they hold out the of two, orb. yeah out of two yogurt pots with a torch in it. It was so good. And then she was wearing the red contact lenses. And it was really good because in it, it was all so simple and easy, but really effective. We've both been to an award ceremony in the last fortnight. Yeah, we have. Yours was intentional. <laughs> yes. I went to the House of Lords, to the River Room, to receive my Queen's Guide Award. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. It was jazzy. It was jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the room with the really expensive wallpaper. The one. Get a grown up to explain it to you. I had to. Um, and um, it was a horrible day, but you still got quite a good view across the river. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically in the late 80s, very early 90s, the Chancellor spent a lot of, like, a lot of money on getting the wallpaper in the river room reproduced from the original. And it was, like, quite a big deal because people thought maybe he'd wasted it. Like, the money. why were you spending all this money on wallpaper? Yeah. It's lovely. It's very nice wallpaper. Is and it it's locked. It is flocked. Knew it. Hand printed, repeat pattern. Oh, very good. Um, and nicely lined up, is it? Nicely lined up. Very, yep, they've. Any sweeps up Yeah, nice they've done a lovely job. They've done a lovely job. Yeah, and it's lasted. Yeah, because this was like 20 years a while ago. ago. It might not have been that long ago, but yeah, a while ago. Yeah, good. And did you have a nice day? It was lovely, yeah. I had a bit of a cold, which was you know, not ideal. You couldn't tell him the photos. Well, that's good, yes. I, yeah, strategic use of concealer and pressed powder. Oh, very Cover good. Cover up the uh, old uh, red schnoz. Ooh. Yeah. That's not a good thing. too bad. No. No. Then we went to Peter Jones to have soup and then. A little bit of Bolly. A little bit of Bolly. They didn't have any. Did you try and buy Bolly? We tried to. We tried for a little bit Just of Bolly. For a champagne tea? Yeah. Um, so we just had a large glass of wine. This is me and our mother. Um, and um, a little bit of shopping. The Christmas shop was disappointing. I thought, mm. I, I know, mm. I'll get a Christmas decoration to go on the tree. To is commemorate it, the day. You have commemorative Christmas decorations. Like when you... Yeah, I, t- I quite Why often... Why don't Girl Guide to UK produce a trefoil Christmas decoration? Right, write this down. I did not like the selection. Oh, okay. So I didn't buy one. Then we went to Miss Cupcake in Brixton. Yes. Good times. What was your award ceremony? So I went to work on Friday, expect to have a normal day in the office. 
Uh, I was wearing jersey. I was wearing leggings. At least you were, did have a skirt on. I did have a skirt on. Not in a, oh, you forgot to put your skirt on, but in a, you weren't wearing jeans. So, and then, then somebody was meant to be going in my office to the uh, FA's Women's Football Awards. And then due to uh, somebody being poorly, various things, she had to stay at, in the office. And I was eighth choice and ended up going in her place. Um, and I got there and we thought it might be a bit networky. It was not networky. It was just loads of female footballers and, and their clubs and people from the FA having a party. Um, and there, so I arrived. There was a red carpet. There were guest lists. There was a bit where I thought my name might not be on. The, my name wasn't on the guest list, of course. I had to pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> there were people with those trays of champagne glasses where they all slot in. So as I walked up the red carpet, there were at least four men on either side with a big tray of at least 20 glasses. And there was there was a fancy swanky dinner, except the person I was replacing doesn't have dairy or gluten, so I got her dairy and gluten free <laughs> lunch. Never mind. Mm. Mm. A lovely salad at the, at the Wardorf Hotel as well. So it was wow. so. Oh, it was very posh. Roy Hodgson was there. He's the England manager. I, I know. I'm aware. Sir Trevor you. Brooking. He's a man. Yeah. Uh, Denise Lewis. I have actually heard of. They were, people were there. Um, lots of footballers. And uh, is there a story with that? Yes. Uh, my favourite Paralympian. I've done all. I've got all the awards at this Paralympic sport. I'll do another one. <laughs> yeah, it was just bizarre. And and so what I thought might be working was actually just people, um, giving out loads of awards, giving me lots of free wine and a nice dinner. Um, Good times. That was lovely. It was a great way to spend a Friday afternoon. I don't know anything about football though, so every so often somebody would ask me a question, and I'd have to sort of giggle and lie. Yesterday. I went to the cinema. And was it the BFI? No. Good Lord. Good Lord. Well, I have booked some tickets for November, December. Oh, of course you have. Um, it's been a bit of a BFI-free couple of months. Cause it's been very peaceful. Very offended. Um, so I was meeting... I went to Oaxaca. Um, firstly, you go in... There's a big queue at lunchtime. It was very popular. And they, rather, you don't have to go into a queue. You just mill about and they give you a thing... A little remote control thing that eventually starts lighting up and buzzing and vibrating oh, I see. to tell you that your thing's ready, which we used to have in one of the uh, the canteens at a university to tell you that your pizza was done. They only did it for pizzas. We just had a woman shouting "Panini" at people. And it was during we do comedy nights, and you could have pizza. It was very strange. So we were in Oaxaca, and then so one on Wardour Street. No, it there was is one, one in on like Chand- Chandos Place, oh. um, just past Covent Garden. Um, and so I was I think about it should be a gym and leisure centre. Chandos place. Uh, it's where they go on uh, Take Me Out, isn't it? Chandos. <laughs> it's a blind date joke. Um, hey now. So I was in Chandos place and uh, and I was going to go to the Prince Charles Cinema. My favourite London cinema. The BFI is actually an education centre. Alright. It's not, but it's a national. It's okay, we won't... We, no so I was up to the it. Prince Charles to see to Rome with love, which was fine. And it was acceptable. It... it Alec Baldwin was playing an older version of someone's character. This becomes apparent very early on. But this wasn't... It didn't really come to anything. So it was just his older version going, oh, look what you've done there. And then lots of Italian people, which were they were the funniest bit. And then on my way to the cinema, I got a text saying, are you still coming to the comedy show tonight? And I thought, what? And I'd completely forgotten that I was meant to also be going out in the evening. But luckily... The place I was seeing the comedy was the Leicester Square Theatre, which is literally next door to the Prince Charles. <laughs> so I said, uh, no, I had forgotten, but this is, this is fine. This is yeah, of course I am. I'm, I'm outside right now. Yeah. You so can probably see me. What's wrong with you? It worked out really well. Well, good. That's, that, that's all right. Then. Yeah. So I had a lovely day out. Nice meal. Because I, my cinema ticket was free, 
because when you become a lifetime member of the uh, Prince Charles, they give you a free ticket as well. It's ridiculous. It's like, don't don't ever buy a non-member ticket. Um, and so that was free. And then I thought, oh, I'm really thirsty, but yeah, I will be challenged to ask for a glass of water, given I've just had a free ticket. So I bought a Sprite. And that was really nice because I haven't brought some, bought some pop for ages. And I thought I had my Sprite. Free to pop? Yeah. So that's what I've done. Nice. Oi! Strictly update. Strictly update. So we had the Halloween special last week. Yes, we did. Which was I, I realised last week we just launched into our Strictly update. We didn't explain what it is for anyone who doesn't live in England. Oh. Strictly is Strictly Come Dancing, which is um, a celeb celeb kind of dance show. It's it's the original version of Dancing with the Stars. And yeah, so any of in those fact, things... some, of the, some of the judges are the same, Len and Bruno. Oh, the judges yeah. on, the, on the Brit version as well. So you have uh, 12 celebrities paired with 12 professional dancers, and each week they all do a dance, and we vote one of them off for being yeah. poor uh, quality. Can I just is. take this moment to say, mm-hmm. and I've said this many times, and it's sort of, the words have kind of melded, in, melded into one. Just say it. And we call it Strictly now. Strictly Come Dancing, one of the worst names for a television show I've ever come across. Yes, it's... Com- I know how they arrived at it. It's a combination of Strictly Ballroom, brilliant film, and... Come Dancing, which was a show in, what, the 70s? Kitch, 70s show. Where, which was all professional ballroom dancers. It wasn't a competition, was it? Or was it just, no, it was just dancing. It was just watching show professional dancing. ballroom dancers dancing, really. Um, and they, for some reason, combined the two to create Strictly Come Dancing. Makes sense. But it sort of works. Well, only now, because we're used to it at the time. Okay. It took years for me to get used so to it. So, Jessica, the Halloween episode. Well, yes, it was Halloween, so they all dressed up. It was good. Yeah. I like Lewis's zombie acting. That was good, yes, when he did the backflip and sort, sort of, of lurched forwards. That was good. Um, that helps what with being an Olympic gymnast. Well, we all have our crosses to bear, don't yeah. we? Tricky, tricky. Um, I'm not an Olympic gymnast, but I could be. I don't think I could be. I don't think you could be. I think you've left a little bit late. What? what? Um, yeah, so last week was uh, good. I would have saved Sid. Who? I can't remember who else was in the dance-off. Colin. Oh, uh, yes. What has just gone out has just gone out this week i liked danny's dance last week she and her partner vincent did scooby-doo yes the confusing thing was and we weren't the only ones to spot this this was brought up on it takes two which is the after like the weekday little show about it um vincent was wearing shaggy's clothes but fred's hair they said that they liked it that way yeah they done some because they couldn't decide who it was going to be so fair enough they just kind of done a vaguely scooby-doo-esque costume it worked. Yeah. And obviously the best bit was when Anton was Anton de Beck was the monster who would have got away with it if it hadn't been for those meddling kids. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, last week's was uh, was pretty good. L- lovely Michael Vaughan um, accidentally learned how to dance. Yes. He'd had, he'd had some diabolical weeks before. Yes. Borum is his thing, Latin not so much. Yeah, which he did very well this week, but um, I made notes. Um, good Lord. So... Uh, I didn't see Kimberly's. No, we. But it looked like it was very late. good from the little bit they yes, showed. Yeah. Um, She's a strong contender. I'm worried about Lisa this week. I feel like she came in strong. Yes, and partly because everyone went, "Good lord, she's quite fat." Last dance as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, no she had the element of surprise on her side. But she, she has lots. Of, she's very, very performy, and she's very good at this. Not, not in a false way. Yeah. And she always looks like she's having a lot of fun. But now the fact that she's not as able at the technical things is going to be a hindrance 
Richard didn't dance for a very long time, but then that was my first note. But then also, um, he forgot dance, yeah, which was more pressing. <laughs> the more pressing matter was that we saw none of the routine as it was supposed to be. It was quite entertaining, but for all the wrong reasons. He um, he coped with it very well. He oh. sort of kept going through and just sort of walked about the dance floor, uh, but then was saved ultimately in the um, dance Well, off. all he had to do was not forget it, really. Yes, basically all he had to do was get through the routine. Denise's Viennese waltz. I thought that was charming. I thought it was lovely. I couldn't spin that much. I'd have been sick. She's very graceful and, uh, yes, very nice. I've then written that I love Craig Ravel Horwood, but I can't remember what he did after that, but there was something specific that really made me laugh. Uh, at the end of Danny's drive? <laughs> it wasn't when he told Danny that he could see it. Um, basically, I love Craig. He's my favourite judge. Yes. Victoria. Nervy. Yeah. I'm not sold. She doesn't it look like she's right. enjoying it. Yeah, she, she looks look- like she's finding the whole situation slightly stressful. Yeah. And also that she's been coerced into... Like, when you're at a party, you don't really want to dance. Yeah. It's, you know, well, you when somebody goes, go, come you- on, it's a wedding, off we go onto the dance floor. Why and, is like, she doing it? Uncle Baz has got everyone up and you can't... Who the hell is Uncle Baz? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, because, I mean, really... When you're a, a gold medal winning Olympic athlete, you don't need to be able to do anything. You go, oh well, what skills have you got? I'm a, a gold uh, a gold medalist at the London Olympics. Yeah, fair play. Do a dance. I'm not asking you to dance. Um, yeah, um, I feel she won't. She's not. She's not long. Not for long this. for this world. Um, Lewis needs to grow his hair out. On the top, and now I'm all. F- I love top. a short back and sides. That, I live for that, but it's gone too far. It's just a top at the moment because it's it's getting dangerously close to Mohican territory. But only at the top. But only at the top. Yeah, or one like one of those punks that just has it. You, what you front. need to do is have go straight up from your cheekbones, and then where that gets you, that's where you can shave up to. Yeah, veering into a, a fresh Prince style wedge there. You, know, you need to you need to stop before you reach that point. Yeah, it's. Um, but aside from that, it's fine. I um, used to work with a boy who just had one half of his head shaved and the other half... Literally half and half. Because otherwise he sounds like he looks like Two-Face. He did look like Two-Face. <laughs> well, he was badly burned. <laughs> it wasn't his fault, it was an industrial accident. <laughs> I'd say more like 60-40 hair to shaving. It's not good though, is it? It's not good. I think of the two in the dance-off. Yes. Colin, I, I couldn't... I, I think co- Richard, Richard had it on the, on the dance-off. Although, Colin is not as bad as Nicky in that I just don't care. I don't care. Like, I'm sure he's a very nice chap, but I just, yeah. Every um, time he comes in, firstly, the rumble was just really boring. He doesn't hold my interest at all. Oh, he's... I, don't, I don't know what it is about the guy. I just can't, I just can't be interested. He's like the silence from Doctor Who. I sort of forget about him. Yeah. Or I try and look at him and my eyes just sort of slide away. <laughs> Fern looking very trim. I think she was expecting to be in the... Bottom two again. Possibly. No, but she has two things on her side. One, everyone loves Fern Britain. Everyone loves Fern because Britain. Because everyone wishes Fern Britain was their mum. And two, Artem chose not to wear a shirt His this partner week. didn't have a shirt on. So and she's got both... She They got um, shirtless man and team mum vote. Like a double whammy of... Yeah. Yeah, well done then. Very good. Although, I remembered that the music to their dance was really comical. It was really funny. It was they were doing like a thing, it, and was. it was it was slightly circusy umpa. I was about to say Bavarian. Yeah, it was weirdly. Um, I love Michael Vaughan, and my love for Michael Vaughan is only eclipsed from my love for Danny. Yes, I like Danny as well. 
she was really cute and she had lovely red hair to, this week. Yes, 50s ponytail. And uh, Vincent's wig was better this week. In the, in <laughs> and the... yes, last week it was double. This week he had a genuinely good wig. Yeah, it was good. A giant quiff. So, uh, who, who's your strictly um, favouring? I would like Danny to win, I think. Mm-hmm. I feel the danger zone is currently Victoria. Yes. Uh, Fern, sadly. Sadly Fern, yes. Uh, Nikki, good lord, because... Yawn, yawnorama. Um, yeah, yeah, I concur. But we did get the first fabulous. I know it was amazing and also and a disaster. A disaster. So it was a good week all round. Week. Well, there we go. Do you want my song? I'll do my song. Show what's my song. It's not my song. I have no responsibility for it whatsoever. But it's First Love by Emily the Great. I love that song. I want to sing that live in a bar. My friend Dan Wood. We did a version of Love Shack. I was I was literally just about to say, is that the same time that we did Love Shack? Yeah. Yes, it is. Brilliant. Uh, I did the men's part, obviously. Oops. Funky Little Shack. Funky, Funky Little, little shack. shack. Top fives. Top fives. So, top top fiveical. Top topical. Um, topical fivesicles. Musical <laughs> right, do- the musical. Yeah. Um, Jessica went to see the top. No, Jessica. I would see the top five costumes. Though I said, this is why you need to get to the VNA early because there are only five. there are only five of them, and they eliminate one every day. <laughs> um, so Jessica went to the costume exhibition. So we are doing our top five costumes. I can't remember what the life of me I suggested. So it's top five costumes, and it's from um, visual media. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's you know, it's a term. All right, all right, nerd herd. You leave nerd herd alone. Um, so it's films and TV, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done in a theatre. Have you? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't care. For and also, um, we wouldn't be able to kind of point you in the right direction because it's less likely to be recorded. Basically, it's not on the internet, so no. You know. So I would like to nominate Giselle's curtain dress. Giselle, Giselle! Oh God, I'd forgotten this would be an opportunity <laughs> for me to shout Giselle. What have you started? Giselle's curtain dress from Enchanted, where she makes she's taken off a big wedding dress. And she makes the dress out of uh, Dr. McDreamy's curtain. And she's got great hair in that scene. She really does. Is that the dress that your adult know? No, she's wearing the pink one from the beginning. The pink one from the beginning. Yes. I bought Jessica a doll of Giselle. Yeah. Um, she sits on my desk. Okay. Um, I really like uh, Velma von Tassel's cape dress from Hairspray. I think she has the best of the 60s fashions. The von Tassels are the best dressed characters in the film Hairspray. Yes. Um, I like... Uh, Amber's sort of well that's not difficult there's a great dress that she wears where she's it's like sack back going on it's sort of 60s with a cape attached I really like the Miss Baltimore Crabs outfit but you don't because it's navy and red and that upsets you apparently her one that she actually wore as Miss Baltimore Crabs her little Um, yes I think I'm not I'm trying to conjure it up in my mind I think it's not as offensive as I previously thought it was I'm not a huge fan of a dark navy and red you are not a patriot it's not dark navy, is it? It's that's you know, flag blue. I don't know what colour is on. What's them. flag blue? It's the colour that is on the Union flag. I've just invented it, but it sums it up. I think you'll agree. Oh, you're crazy. And what I was trying to remember before is Edna spends like the first half in a house coat. So it's not as bad as in the uh, film of Hairspray before the musical, oh, where Edna is just played by Edna Divine. Boo-boo. Um, who um, we won't go into that. Let's move on. Uh, I really like the outfits. From the By the Sea segment of Sweeney Todd by Tim Burton. Um, so I really like the Sweeney Todd bit because they've got their sort of gothic um, Victorian swimming costumes and then it's all it's the bit where all goes technicolour. 
Mm. And then they kill more people, so good times. Uh, everything Joan Holloway wears. Not just the iconic red. There's a really nice green shiny dress she wears at one point. Very nice. And that I really like. The pen on the string. And a little pen on the string. And her lovely hair. And the red. I could have, I could do, I could pay for that. Um, and my final choice for my top five is uh, Piggy's cardigan in Muppets Take Manhattan when she's working in the diner. Nice. As I believe I previously mentioned it, um, but it's lovely. I think you have, yeah. I just really like that outfit. She's doing a lovely job. Jessica, your top fives. Um, my top fives begin also with an Amy Adams ensemble. She's doing well. She's doing well. Um, and that is uh, Delicia LaFosse from Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. She has a lovely blue dress that she wears at one point with a nice hat. I've and just I thought, think a fox first stole, but we'll gloss over that. I've just thought of an honourable mention. Interesting. We'll get there at the end. Um, and it's very pretty. And it's set in 1939, so it's that kind of style, day dress, kind of very small waist. Big shoulders. And I'm not a fan of a shoulder pad. I think they're wrong and they shouldn't be allowed. But um, it's kind of a poofy shoulder. <laughs> so the actual the shoulder bit is the same, but it's the, the sleeve kind of poofs, poofs up. Uh, second is Ginger Rogers. I should mention this in no particular order. <laughs> Um, the Ginger Rogers um, dress that she wears when we first meet her in the film Swing Time. I've written here that it's black. I have no evidence for this because the film is in black and white, so it could be any number of dark colours. It could be a dark navy paired with a red. Oh, I don't think so because the colour is very pale. You don't know which bit was red. <laughs> yes, but the colour would be a dark navy. <laughs> anyway. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a short-sleeved, we'll say black, dress with a very full skirt and kind of a large white collar. And it just swishes nicely when she dances. I it's really like a super full like an outfit skirt. Ginger wears in Carefree, which I didn't care for as a friend Ginger, ha, but she's got a black ha, dress ha. where she's got a red heart and loads of arrows. And it's a sweater, isn't it? With all the Either way, it's nice. Either way, it's good. And it's got a heart being shot by arrows. Um, next up, and I've put in an ensemble group. Oh, no. Although I could probably pick one if I thought about it. Um, but it's the Hell Scouts from Whippet. Yep. Because they go for that sort of mismatched matching uniform thing. Like Destiny's Child. Like Destiny's Child. In fact, when Destiny's Child started out and there were four of them, yes, there used to be four people in Destiny's Child, can you even believe it? Yes. Um, they used to have, they would each have a style of dress and they would just have a different fabric. So oh, that's weird. It, so I had like I used to read Smash Hits, and there'd be a picture of Destiny's Child in one week, and then next week or whenever you'd see them, and they'd be wearing basically the same outfit mm. but a different colour or a different fabric, and they did that several times. Okay. Yeah, Hell Scouts. Um, so they're dressed as um, kind of Girl Scouts of America sort of outfits, but, but cool, but cool, and on rollerblades. Not that Girl Scouts of America aren't cool. No, they do some lovely recruitment materials. Their uniforms actually are. Um, Better than ours. Better than ours. Right, moving on. Um, anyway, so yeah, the Hell Scouts, they're cool. I think Smashley's... No, maybe not. Actually, to be honest, Babe Ruthless has possibly the best outfit. Yeah, next up I have Chuck from Pushing Daisies. Pretty much everything she wears, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, all of her frocks. And most of her other items. Like sweaters and... Scanties. Pedal pushers. Undies. Jammies. I don't know. Anything. What do people wear? Coats, hats, sunglasses. Macintoshes. Macintosh. She's just got um, cool style. She's, she's got a style. She's That's got a the style. Thing. She sticks to it. She's found a niche. She quite, quite often goes for a monochrome, but not black and white. I mean, like a single, a single palette. palette. Yeah, a palette, yeah. yes. And so she'll go for yellow yeah. or blue yes. or red. Yeah. Or, you know. Tends to be warm colours, actually. Great. Rare. Or green, sometimes. 
Um, and my last one is similar vein, but the costumes of Pleasantville. Um, Pleasantville is a film from 19... <laughs> about um, some teenagers who somehow end up in the favourite television programme of the younger brother. Spider-Man and Elwood. Spider-Man and Elwood. And um, it's set in the 50s, or it's, it's one of those sort of 50s Leave it to Beaver style Hi Honey I'm Home shows where nothing ever goes wrong and everything is pleasant and they live in Pleasantville. Yes. Things start to go awry after they've arrived. Because it was actually, while everything is pleasant, um, everything is not good. Because nice is different from good. Yes. Well done on making that grammatically correct. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Anyway, but it's set in the 50s and they have some lovely outfits. On men's. On men's. Um, I run Elizabeth's hat. Allow me to elaborate. In um, Last of the Blonde Bombshells, Elizabeth has a really nice school hat. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't elaborate much. <laughs> We've covered last of the Blum Bombshells on this podcast. Before. Yeah, we have. I, I won't linger. They do have nice frocks in it, though. The band have good Do frocks. you have to let it linger? That's being edited out. I've got Centrinians written here because they kind of take the same similar approach to the Hell Scouts, um, but they are, they're more uniform than that mm. because mm. they've it's that sort of, I've got my school uniform. I'm going to change it. But they obviously get options for their school uniform because some of them wear pinafores. Some of them wear black skirts, but some of them wear checked skirts. Yeah, so that's that. I watched St. Trinian's too a little while ago. Never mind. Yeah. Um, but it did take me until pretty much the end of the film to realise that they were wearing their summer uniform. I couldn't work out why some of them had, like, blue gingham dresses on, but not many of them. They were all going to a Wizard of Oz party. Going to a Wizard of Oz party. I have picked the Beau Baton uniform from the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire films. Uh, films which, in my opinion... Are not great, but lovely dresses and a lovely felt hat. And when I was that age, then that came fifteen, sixteen, and I was really into uh, the internet and um, uh, Harry Potter costuming websites. Oh, and yeah. I I knew what block you needed to make a felt Bobaton hat. Oh dear! Oh no! Uh, Josephine Baker's banana skirt. Why not? Why Why wouldn't you? Why on earth not? And also because she turns up in the animated film Anastasia, not in the skirt, obviously. There's a bit where they go to Paris and she's walking her leopards down the street. Yes. And I also really like Miss Pettigrew's coat from Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, which is a big, big green coat. And I love a big coat. Yeah, the idea, it isn't, it's kind of old and... um, A bit manky. A bit, well, not necessarily manky, but a bit tired. I think the idea is, I watched from watching the DVD extras... Um, because she was supposed to get married just before the first war, but he died, or he, he her fiance died in the first world war. Yeah. Uh, so, but she had her trousseau, so that's her coat from her going away clothes. Oh no, that's tragic. So, but she's still wearing. Or I mean, it's not like she's holding on to it for sentimental reasons. It's not Havisham. She 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 has not been able to get. She's not Havishimming. My song. What's your song? Laura by Bat for Lashes. You played this to me yesterday. It was quite nice. I know. I don't really do new music. Um, the newest I've got is The Life Pursuit by Ben Sebastian, which is from like 2004. Um, but I heard a session version of this song on Six Music, and I thought, this is very nice. And then I found the album. And yeah, it's great. I heard a song on the radio this morning, and I thought, this is fun. This must be a new band that I've not heard of. Turn out to be Dexie's Midnight Runners. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that to be so funny until I said it. Um, yeah, you played me Laura by Buck Flashes yesterday, and um, it wasn't until I said, What's your song? when I was writing the notes, and you said, That song that I've just played you, that I realised it wasn't Lana Del Rey. 
Oh dear. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Uh, What's your snack? My snack of the week is bananas and custard. Not for your fingers and custard. No, that would be ridiculous. I don't think I've ever had bananas and custard because Have I'm not a child or an invalid. Out. Or I, an invalid child. You know what I've decided. Or an invalid child. Sorry, you want to be decided. Childish invalid. Um, I've decided that hot bananas. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Why would you eat a hot banana oh. when, you, when you put it in custard? It heats up, doesn't it? Like oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't heat up. It lukewarms itself. You can't make a hot banana by covering it in custard. Yes, you can. At most, it no. can get a bit warm. It can't get a hot banana, hot banana, hot, hot, hoppy, hot, hot. banana. Um, if you'll just give me a second. <laughs> to compose myself. What are you going to compose? Beethoven's fifth. You put you chop the banana into the saucepan, and then you serve the whole lot. <laughs> I don't see how that's making it better. Well, it's not. Well, I mean, I'm not expecting it to be one solitary b- b- bananas floating in a bowl of custard like that frankfurter in spaghetti hoop incident we had when we were at primary school, and the kitchen shut down. And they had to feed us one frankfurter floating in a plate of spaghetti. Hoops. Okay, the genius obviously did better than the infants because I'm sure I got two. Yeah, well, I was a child. <laughs> anyway, no, I no, I wasn't. The chopping wasn't the point that I was making. Just <laughs> it's the fact that it's the fact that he goes into a sauce pit that's still on the heat. You don't put it into oh, a bowl. You, and, you were oh trying to heat God. it up just by covering it in a sort of gelatinous no blanket. You warm the custard. Which as was well. that jazz band you were in? Gelatinous <laughs> blanket. We were really good. Uh, Needle and fed. Needle and fed. As of yesterday, we didn't have anything for this, and I've knitted most of our hot water bottle cover. Well done, me. Oh, hey. <laughs> Waited about an hour in front of the end of Inspector Montebano. It was very weird. That Firstly, you've not seen any of the rest of us, and you don't speak Italian. And if you're knitting and you're looking at your knitting, obviously you can't look at subtitles, so you only get to read about thirty percent of what's happening. <laughs> um, but I've knitted a bright red. Well, no, sort of cherry red. So my, my hot water bottle is a heart-shaped hot water bottle. So I didn't make a pattern, just made it up, cast on some stitches and did some increases. Um, I'm halfway through the second side and I have absolutely no idea if it's going to fit. But it is not going to scold me when I'm in bed. So um, one of the bloggers that we read, we've read those bloggers, um, is Gala Darling. And this week she posted a list of 100 things to do when you're stuck inside because she lives in New York. And obviously they we could see it coming. Yeah. They had the time to go, oh, there's a Frankenstorm, which is a word. Get some canned goods. Yeah. I imagine that Frankenstorm and Omnishambles are going to be in the top ten words of the year this year. I think um, so. So she wrote a list of things to do inside, uh, and this inspired us to write a list of things to do when you're stuck inside. Well, we've divided ours into things that you can do when you have electricity and things when you have no power at all. Yeah. And I would like to say now, if you're actually in a disaster situation, uh, I hope you're not doing anything so frivolous as listening to this podcast. Please make sure you're fine. Check on your loved ones. Help the community. Build shelter. Make fire. That's the most important thing. And then go and find water. Yeah. I think it's that order. I can't remember. Ask Ray Mears. He knows. So I've done my top ten. Right. So my, I would say, firstly, obviously, obviously, first thing you're doing is building a fort. (laughs) Because uh, you were in there for the long haul, so you might as well build a fort. Um, I have three sets of bed sheets, and so you can get a real canopy from that. Uh, and a double duvet, of course, plenty of pillows. Yeah. 
uh, slanket, sleeping bag. I've got two sleeping bags. I'm doing five for myself. If you've got a silk, you are winning. Oh, God. Because then you don't really need to build a fort because you're basically wearing one. Um, I would also say you should knit and craft. And this is the perfect opportunity to finish off loads of little projects. So, like, my camp blanket is actually only a couple of hours away from being pretty much up to date. But I'm like, oh, well, I can't really settle to using the iron, so I won't. And, like, my orange jumper, still haven't still haven't sewn that up, dear listener. Um, so, yeah, I think it's the perfect opportunity to be like, oh, I want to do this. I'm going to put things in my scrapbook. La, la, la. Because you've got the clear time. In, yeah. my, in this world, you've got, uh, you don't have to go to work or work from home. Yeah. You've just got a week in a house. The, yeah. The stipulation for this is you're not in any danger. You. Because if you are, don't be building a yeah. fort. You cannot go to work. Like, work is not a problem. There is no work, so stay at home, but you're still getting paid. Yeah, obviously. Um, basically, it's a snow day. <laughs> basically, it's a snow day. Um, and you are you have a fully stocked larder. You're, yeah. not, you're not wanting for anything. No. And occasionally you don't have any, any electricity. Yeah. That doesn't, you know. Um, I would say prepare some big bags to take to a charity shop once you're allowed out. So this is, uh, again, a prime opportunity to go through your cup- cupboards. I've got loads of clothes that I never wear. And I go, oh, well, um, I have this weird sort of flapper dress that I bought for £7 at an H&M sale. And maybe I want to go to a party as a 1920s person. But I don't know how often does this, this opportunity And come given up. I had the opportunity to go to a costume party and I still went as Lana Del Rey despite having clearly a more acceptable and recognisable costume. So, yeah, I think it's a good time to be... You could actually try them on because you've got all the time to put on your outfits and go, oh, no, this doesn't fit me. Get prison fit. I was once reading. And like, oh, I can't exercise. This is in an article. I should have put the phrase article in there. <laughs> so I was reading an article once. I was reading this thing about prison. And, so um... I was in prison. Um, so I was reading an article about people having motivation to get fit because I read a lot of Lifehacker. And it was about uh, the fact that people say, uh, um, I would exercise, but I don't have fancy trainers and I'm, I, I can't, I wish I remember a gym. And they said that, well, people in prison get fit all the time and they've got nothing. So uh, I reckon in your house you could get really prison fit because you've just got to use things that are around you and you can do yeah. like push-ups and use your own body weight. And Plus stuff. you've got the time. You've got the time. Which is one thing that prisoners have lots of. Yes. Or get you whipped done. into shape. Da, da, I mean, da, da, if, you've da, got, da. if you've got a musical soundtrack, all, all for the good. Uh, invent a new store cupboard meals. So this is perhaps day six where you are being to run low on food. Or if not, you think, well, I might as well use a bowl of weird tins. So you can invent new meals and new dishes, but out of, like, a can of bolotti beans and some microwave popcorn. Yum. Mmm. That trail mix. Mmm. <laughs> that sounds Soggy like Soggy trail mix. Uh, so that'd be... And then you can wow people with it. Marathon a lovely TV show. This is obviously a power-dependent one, but if you have the access to it... Uh, you want to be marathoning a TV show or some films, but don't watch like The Wire. I mean, like Thirty Rock you want or something, something jolly. Yeah, all of Dinner Ladies. That's an eight-hour sitting. Yeah, that's not too. Virtually that's a working too day. Much of a. Um, precisely. So and you, you could have a lunch break. Yeah, and so that's uh, a catering break. Um, so yeah. you can just watch something nice and happy. And yeah, don't don't think I'm going to watch all of like the Alien films. Don't do. That. That's not what you want. If you can't play records, play instruments. Maybe powers down and you can't listen to your iPod dock. But, but you've, you've got, got a tuba. Right, a tuba, brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, play your tuba. Because I've got a saxophone, but there's no point in me playing my saxophone because I could be listening to Lana Del Rey. Um, very comparable, I think you'll find. 
I think so. Uh, sleep, brackets, hot water bottle. Now, obviously, in this case, you'll have knitted all of your hot water bottle covers so you won't be scalding your well, bare you, You'll have done it on the first day as your craft. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think if you have the opportunity, just sleep loads and have a day where you just loll about. Read all of the magazines you have stacked up because I have, like... All the magazines I get sent because I'm a member of things. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll read this. Yeah. But you always fall behind. Whereas maybe you could tie this in with your sleep day. So you sleep loads and then just be like, I'm going to be resplendent in my bed and read a stack of magazines. <laughs> How luxurious I am. Nice. Thanks. And uh, my final, my tenth, and I think the best one, is uh, create a new persona for yourself when you exit this <laughs> thing. And you can just, uh, either you can claim that your original self died or that you had a very trying time or whatever, so you can create a new outfit. Like, I've got loads of wigs, so I can try on all my wigs. You've done your outfits, you have a new name, uh, maybe a new accent, you eat only uh, bolotti beans and popcorn. And so when you exit, you have uh, entirely made over your personality. As I believe secretly everyone wishes they could do, they can be like, oh, I wish I was this person. Number one, and I had the same number one as you, that was a pre-existing one, build a fort. Obviously. I mean, that's, that's obviously the first thing you do. That's the first thing you do. Oh, God, we're not going to be able to leave the house for a week. I'm building a... I'm already in a All fort. of the soft furnishings in the middle of the living if room. If this was a sitcom, you'd turn around, you'd get pick up the phone and go, oh, God, we can't leave. you turn around and I would already be in a fort. Yes. Um, amazing. Brilliant. Um, or you could do what my flatmate and I did at university and just put up a tent in the living room. Number two... This slightly depends on your facilities, but if you have some in your pool, yeah. Um, if you have an open fire or a stove, you can light it. <laughs> and then Good you can God. have like a campfire indoors in your fort. In your fort, but without any flammables. Without any flammables. And to be honest, this works when you've got no power as well, because if you've got also got no gas, you could get like camping gas out, and then you can cook marshmallows over it or roast chestnuts. Number three. Build something out of food before you eat it. <laughs> Make your meals more interesting. And what you can how do is, is that, actually... How is that necessitated by being stuck inside? Well, because you've got a lot of time in your hands. And it's it's more, actually, make something elaborate that you'd always meant to make. Like a croque en bouche. Oh, yeah. But you can do it with every... Like, why stop at elaborate pastries? You can do it with everyday food. So you could, like, you know, make a sort like of... a meatball en bouche. Yes. Or you could um, make like foundation out of mashed potato and then build the walls out of sausages. <laughs> oh god, I feel like that's something that happens on day five where you've not seen somebody <laughs> else for five days. Right, leading on from that, tin roulette. <laughs> on, on day one, take all the labels off your tins. Yeah. Uh, and uh, see what happens. Just wait and see how it pans out. Is it going to be ravioli? Is it going to be tinned pears? And there is a simple way around this. Don't buy anything disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you don't want to be eating tinned mints, don't buy tinned mints. Teddy bear's picnic. In the fort, obviously. Because your friends might not be able to come over. Mm-hmm. Uh, go mattress surfing. <laughs> oh, wow. If that is too much effort... Or if you don't have stairs. Well, if you don't have stairs, what I'm about to say still. Anyway, <laughs> you can just use the duvet like a toboggan. You just sit on it. And then you... <laughs> you can get a sleeping bag because that's a, oh, it's a shiny surface because you can't get purchase on the carpet so you slide right down um, <laughs> but thing is uh, do wear a helmet a duvet yes do uh, put something at the bottom of the stairs to break your fall <laughs> like a sibling or oh, yeah, a, sim- a friend an old pet you know, like a person much. who went down the stairs in front of you <laughs> um, a yeah. snow bank learn to juggle because you've got lots of time in your hands um, and my last one I've only got eight because I was at work and I was going to think of them on the tube and then I forgot. Um, is stop suffering and write that symphony. 
<laughs> you owe me a cigar. <laughs> uh, good times. Anyway, what did we see this week? Uh, I saw a list of 99 tips. They were quite entertaining. Some of them were like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Some of them were like, okay, yes, I completely get yeah. Like, I don't really want to Velcro my uh, remote controls to the side of my coffee table. Velcro all of your valuables. valuables. <laughs> the best attempt, so you've got your phone, your you iPod, your keys, everything Velcroed onto the bedside table. But then you've got to have Velcro <laughs> stock on everything. I saw some people reverse trick-or-treating, not in real life, on the internet. On the Tinterweb. So their costume was, they had a front door. And they were standing behind it, and on their front door it said, no, please knock. And so they would go and ring someone's doorbell, and the person would ring the door, and they'd see a door that said, please knock, and they'd knock on the door. And then the people behind the door would open it and say, oh, happy Halloween, we love your costume, please take some candy. And so the people whose house they would go to ended up being complimented and giving candy. Brilliant. And they also did it at a drive-in McDonald's, <laughs> so they had it over the side of the car, and they shuffled it out. They were like, happy Halloween, we'd like some, you know, burgers. Can I just ask, when you say they had a door, was it like they'd made a door out of cardboard? Or no, was no, it no, no. an actual door, like it, full-size door? Yes, very much Standard so. industry-sized door. Yep. Good work. Mm. Was it just a door or did it have a frame? No, it doesn't have a frame, so they had to just sort of shuffle it out of the way rather just than open it. Right. But, I mean, it was pretty... They just they, pivoted. They, they were quite committed to the thing anyway. Good work, then. Mm, yeah, mm, I yes. like it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that, then. Uh, we'll see you in a fortnight. A fortnight. Well, we'll be back in two weeks for um, more... Episode of, 17. More of this. Good times. Bye! Bye. To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!